Around Money, where we show you how to pay your home loan off in up to half the time of a normal bank loan. Welcome to the Crown Money Podcast. I'm Jessie Edge and I'm joined today by our General Manager, Chelsea Burton. Thank you so much for coming. How you going? Yeah, good. That's good. Um, I just want to start by getting you to tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Sure. So I have been with Crown now for seven years. Uh, I'm the General Manager. I'm also an experienced finance broker. Um, I'm really passionate about helping people with their debts and I love investing in property. Yes, so that's that's definitely the topic we want to talk about today, investing in property. This is something you're very passionate about and you've got quite an extensive investment portfolio, which is fantastic. So one of the ones we wanted to talk about in particular was subdividing and building and how we can make money in that sense. So talk us through one of the most recent projects you've done um, with that. What are, What's involved? How do you find the property? What are the stages um, and some tips and hints that we should keep an eye out for? Definitely. So uh, I'm currently doing a development in Wynnum. Uh, in Queensland, which is just uh, by the beach, but a little bit from the city. Um, Basically, finding the correct location is the key. So you don't want to be building in an area where everybody else is building. You don't want to be building in an area where nobody wants to live. Um, That's that's a good point. So (laughs) trying to find a property that is reasonable in the market. Um, So I look for areas that are going through a gentrification process, which basically means that uh, old people, old residents moving out, new residents with more money are moving in. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and then and property prices start to go up, and then I look for the suburb next to that. Ah, so very cool. That way you know that people who can no longer afford to live in that suburb are going to be moving into the suburbs into that the you've chosen. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, great. Um, then you've got to look at the sort of requirements for town planning. So all councils have different requirements when it comes mm-hmm. to subdivision. And you want to make sure that the property that you're buying is going to fit within their requirements for subdivision. So some councils will have a minimum uh, area, for example, of 400 square metres. So buying a 700 square metre property to subdivide doesn't Doesn't make sense. Right. Exactly right. And and do they each vary quite a lot? Absolutely. So they each have different requirements and they have different, you know, amounts of apartments you can put on there or houses you can put on there. Um, And they are really very varied. So it's important to have a chat with town planners in the area and make sure that you understand Mm. what you're looking for. Is this even things like taking down trees and things like Mm -hmm. that? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, And, for example, in Wynnum, it's two separate houses. So you subdivide one block and build two separate houses. It's not even units. So, you know, it's two houses each on a 400-square-metre block. Yeah. Um, Whereas one of the other developments that I've done was uh, the minimum was 280 square metres. So, you know, it it can be very, very different. Okay. Um, I then talk to agents in the area and find out what people want to buy. Um, or what people want to live in. So, um, you know, are they looking for three-bedroom houses? Are they looking for double stories? What is it that people want? What's the desirable product? Exactly right. Um, And then you've got to work out whether or not it's achievable. So work out how much it's going to cost you to buy the property, Mm -hmm. what your purchase costs are, uh, you know, how much it's going to cost you in interest with the bank, how much it's going to cost you to build, how much it's going to cost for the subdivision, because that's really varied as well. I mean, I did one in Victoria where it cost about 40000 So like, talk to me about this. What, what, what costs 40000 Sure. So um, in Victoria, you get your planning permission. That's about $10,000. Okay. Uh, you then do all your construction, and then you do the subdivision at the end, which is basically just going through the titles office and using your conveyancer and lender. It's all really cheap. You have someone manage the project and it costs about thirty or forty thousand. Wow. In Brisbane, 
totally different story. Okay. So that one cost about 120000 120000 just for the subdivision Just for the itself. subdivision. So no construction. No construction at all. So basically okay. with that one, you get the planning permission first. You then have to demolish the property, put in all the services, um, you know, sewerage, driveways, yep. et cetera, et cetera. You then get the subdivision through. So all of that civil construction work is expensive. And you have to do that first. You have oh, to do all that wow. first. Okay. Yeah. And you have to pay for it cash because there's no way of you can borrow the money. Borrowing the money. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. So every state is different. Every council is different. So does that mean you're only going to do subdivisions in Victoria? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Actually, the, the ones in Brisbane are probably more profitable. Uh, so. Okay, there we go. <laughs> as long as you've got that, you can you can get the cash to start it up. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's the subdivision itself. So you build, then you subdivide at the end, and then what happens from there? Well, then you've got to decide what you want to do with them. Mm-hmm. And it's probably a good idea to decide before you start what the end goal is because mm-hmm. when you construct a property, it's going to be different if you're going to tenant it or sell it. In what sense? So, for example, if you're going to tenant it, you want low-maintenance gardens. Right. You want tiles inside that yeah. can't be scratched. You want... Uh, you're not going to go all over the place with, you know, your kitchens and your bathrooms and, you know, good quality fittings because you're going to tenant it. If you're going to sell it, you want your waterfall bench tops, you want your nice frameless mirrors, you know, all those things that don't cost a lot but look really nice that are going to get you the extra buck. And and this is potentially somebody's buying this as a home, so you want that emotional attachment. That's what you're trying to Exactly right. Spruce up the product a bit. Exactly right. (laughs) Exactly right. And you're going to stage the product for, for sale, so you need to make sure that, you know, you, all your colours kind of work and that pretty much anything can go inside it. Okay. That's really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, how do you go about finding a builder um, and, you know, choosing the fixing and fittings and, and all that sort of stuff? And so this is a really tough one because you've got two options when it comes to a builder. You can go with a smaller builder who's probably going to be cheaper or you can go with a major builder like your Metricons and GJ Gardeners and all that kind of stuff and they're going to charge you more. Mm. But... But <laughs> with, you, with your bigger builders, you know that they're secure in their finances, right? They're going to finish your product. Yep. They're going to finish it fairly quickly. You're going to get something that is, you know, cookie cutter, but it's going to be done. Yeah. And with your smaller builders, they tend to have some financial issues sometimes. Yeah. And things take longer than, the, than was expected yeah. or they need payments sooner than what would otherwise have been needed because they need to buy stock and don't have the cash flow to do so. If they've got a lot of things going at the one time, they may run into some problems and timing issues, and so things can take longer. And this is not all of them. This is just This is definitely not all of them. them. Some of them are great, Yeah, but you've got to be careful who you pick. Absolutely. Um, And it's really difficult to know. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're going to pick a smaller builder, you need to do reference checking. Yeah. Yeah. Do your due diligence. Absolutely. We've actually got a client at the moment whose first progress drawdown is a year overdue because of issues they've had with the builder and just delays and exactly what we're talking about. It's a smaller builder and they don't quite have the funding. So there's been a few issues with payments and you just, you're not going to get that with the majors, but like you said, you're going to pay more for it. Exactly right. But in the long run, that extra may save you money. Worth it. I mean, my brother did a development in Geelong and that took three years for the construction. Oh, wow. So three years of holding costs. <laughs> three years of holding costs. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've chosen your builder, you go through and like you said, you've just got to determine what the end product is to be like, whether you're selling it or renting it and that will, you know, make your decisions in terms of what the fit out will look like. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and other than that, is there anything else people need to be mindful of? Uh, you need to be a bit mindful of what is in fashion uh, because, <laughs> as you know, colours do tend to change. There are yes. trends. Yeah. Um, you know, a few years ago. Would was- you say that black tapware is a trend right now? <laughs> <laughs> black tapware is definitely a trend. I'm not sure how long that one's going to last. <laughs> Meanwhile, I've got black tapware all through my house. <laughs> <Do you> really? <laughs> I actually really like it. Everybody does. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I mean, brown was really in a few years ago. Everything was brown. Yes. Now it's more greys. Yeah. There's a little bit of, you know, blues and, and greens coming through in, in terms of, um, you know, little slashes of colour. So it's really important to be aware of what is on trend at the moment because it, particularly if you're selling, that's going to be very, very important. Very important. Yeah. yeah. If you're renting, it's probably not so important. You tend to go for more neutral tones so that, yes. well, firstly, it doesn't cost a lot to fix it if someone breaks it <laughs> and secondly um that way anyone's furniture can sort of fit within yes okay what's that makes there. sense absolutely yeah all right so how do you go about financing a project like this so it kind of depends on where you're doing it let's say victoria for example where you're going to do subdivision at the end of the build yep. rather than at the beginning so originally you need to finance the purchase of the property mm-hmm there's that you then need to pay for your own holding costs yeah. and your own subdivision, also planning permission costs while you go through the process of getting the builder. Cool. What then happens is once you've got your building contracts ready, you'll submit those to your lender and they will assess the value of the property based on those two or three or whatever uh, buildings being on the same title. Yeah, as, as if complete. As if complete. Yeah. So what that means is they're looking at, let's say you're building two apartments, they're looking at what would two apartments on one title be worth, which is a fairly limited market. So yeah. the pricing tends to be less than what they would be for two separate units or apartments. So you'll find that there'll be a bit of a shortfall between what your construction costs are and what the bank will lend you. Okay. So you, so you need, have to have your own equity. You need to have your own or, equity. Okay. And depending on the, the size of the build, I mean, that could be quite a lot, quite significant. <laughs> um, so are there limitations with what lenders will allow you to do two properties on one title? With two properties on one title, not really. Um, even most of them will do three properties on one title. Once you get beyond three, you're looking at commercial. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, there is only, to my knowledge, one lender that will allow you to do four. Right, okay. Um, and, yeah, anything beyond that is commercial lending, which is down to a 60% loan-to-value ratio, so you need lots of capital. Mm. But if you were in Queensland and you were doing this subdivision up front, the lending would be different then? It is. So, again, you need to finance the purchase of the property first. Have the cash to do the Have subdivision. Have the cash to do the subdivision, which is your $100,000 or whatever. But then you get your building contracts and because it's already subdivided, you can get all of that money back that you've already put into the subdivision okay. plus the full construction costs yes. okay. in the loan. So it's kind of a temporary yeah. cash flow issue. Short-term pay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so financing the project. So the lender will then lend against the as-if-complete project. Yep. Um, and usually, usually is it an 80% loan-to-value ratio or...? So depending on the lender and what you're doing, 80% uh, obviously avoids mortgage insurance. 
Um, and most lenders will allow you to have 80%. There are even some who will go to 90. Okay. But that's obviously going to depend on your ability to service the loan. Yep. Um, and they're only really going to look at that one if you're a, a fairly good deal for them. Yeah. Okay, great. Because obviously for them there are some risks associated Absolutely. with construction. And would they include, when they're looking at whether you can service the loan or not, will they look at the potential rental income of both of those properties once they're completed? So it depends on what your intention is and what you tell them the purpose of the loan is. Okay. So if you tell them that you're going to build to sell, then they will not include the rent in your servicing. Mm-hmm. Okay. If the intention is to build to rent, then they will include uh-huh. rent in your servicing. Okay, that's good to know as well. So the big question, what are the risks involved with this sort of project? Well, (laughs) there are a few (laughs) risks involved, um, but obviously it's going to depend on how much due diligence you put in at the beginning. And the more work you put in at the beginning, the less your risk is going to be. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, one of the things you want to make sure that you're doing is buying properties at good value. Yes. Because the more that the property costs you, the less your profit's going to be at the end. Uh, particularly if you're buying above market value because you're buying, you know, at auction in an excited market in an area that everybody wants to live in. Um, So obviously buying into high is one of the risks. The construction period and the subdivision period all takes time. So from when you buy the property to when you're ready to sell the property or rent the property, you could have an 18-month, two-year lag. So there are holding costs during no rental income whatsoever. No Just rental income from once you demolish the house yeah, yeah, until it's finished building. And if you buy a house that isn't tenantable at the beginning, then you don't even have rental income at the start. So while you're doing the While you're doing all process. the subdivision, okay. planning permission and all that sort of stuff. So <clears throat> holding costs are obviously a big one and you need to have the money to be able to do that. Yep. If you're buying not in Victoria and you have to do all of the, <laughs> the, uh, the subdivision first, you need to have... A lot of cash to be able to do that. And then obviously because there is that significant lag time, you don't know what the market's going to be doing two years from when you buy. Absolutely. So you might be in a situation where coronavirus hits and nobody (laughs) is buying. Yeah. Um, And there's no international buyers and there's not a huge amount of excitement in the market. And not as much demand for investment properties. Exactly. And you you run into a situation where you can't sell those properties for what you thought that you would Mm. and you end up with maybe less profit or having to change your plan. Yeah. So you may have originally looked at selling those properties. Now you're going to hold them for a couple of years and, yeah. and wait for wait the market for the to market improve bounce if you back. can afford to do that. Yeah. yeah. The last thing you want to be doing is having to sell them at a time where you shouldn't be selling because you can't yeah. afford to keep them. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. We, um, we have a lot of clients who have houses already on large lots that could potentially be subdivided. Is that a good, like, is that... Is that pretty straightforward? It's probably the same type of process and it's just taking away their backyard? Absolutely. So, again, depending on uh, town planning requirements for that individual council, they'll have minimum lot requirements. But if you've got a backyard where you've got good side access to your property and someone can build in the backyard, absolutely, that's an option. Great option. It's a great option and you can sell that block of land and pay off your house. And we've definitely seen it in the past where people have bought houses on large blocks, they've moved into the house itself whilst going through the initial process mm-hmm. and then go through, you know, the beginning of the build, et cetera, whilst still living in the front house. Absolutely. And then a lot of people move into the back house and sell off the front yeah. one and get a brand new one. <laughs> That's all paid off. I'll take that. 
<laughs> All right. Well, I think this has been plenty of information. Amazing. Thank you so much, Chelsea. Um, you're such a wealth of knowledge and it's great to hear from somebody that's actually doing it. Um, yeah. Looking forward to speaking to you again soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me.